once again. Welcome to Lifehouse Spiritual Warfare Podcast. My name is Ben Hobson. I'm here with David Thomas. Hi, everybody. Good to have you with us again. Yeah, and um, we're here on a beautiful, sunny, wet Queensland day. No one's wondering whether they'll have the rain come through on the podcast. <laughs> Make it very atmospheric and cool yeah, this week. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful day. Um, what we're going to be talking about is part three of our series. Um, just a quick summation of what we've talked about already before, but we've talked the moral law and heaven, and today what we're going to be discussing is the earth. Um, now, David, the earth can also be known as the ground, and David's given me this other interesting chapter on the art of war, and um, I just want to read straight from that for you guys just for a moment, and then we'll get David to discuss on the implications of this. Um, it says, military action is important to the nation. It is the ground of death and life, the path of survival and destruction. So it is imperative to examine it. And I'll just go on to read the very definition of the ground in this, which says, the ground means the location, the place of pitched battle. Gain the advantage and you live, lose the advantage and you die. Therefore, military action is called the ground of death and life. The path means the way to adjust to the situation and establish victory. Find this and you survive, lose this, and you perish. Um, so, David, you just want to discuss for a moment for us what the ground means in the Christian walk, what the ground means to us as Christians. The ground is your situation. Right. Um, when Sun Tzu discusses this, he says that a leader looks to two of the five factors, which uh, if he judges a leader, he will say a leader who looks after these two, two of the five factors, he, he will know who will win the battle and who won't. And that is moral law and method and discipline. And I agree with that. Yep. But what I also find very, very interesting and, and, and key to understanding spiritual warfare is the ground. This thing, the ground and the path. Mm -hmm. It's crucial for us to understand that. Um, the ground is your situation. So just imagine taking this concept and placing it within your life. Yeah. Now, we've been talking about uh, what Ed Murphy says spiritual warfare is, which is multidimensional. It's a war against sin within yourself. It's an external war against a... a, a demonic system against you mm -hmm. and supernatural evil now the ground for you could be a sin that you're dealing with now last week we, we touched a little bit about when a Christian sins what is it yeah yeah so you might be dealing with a specific fault that the Lord is coming in and touching you on regarding a specific area he wants you to deal with and get victory over in spiritual warfare terminology or in this terminology that then becomes the situation that then becomes the, the ground, ground on which you will fight that particular battle and you and the path that you have is the path through the ground right okay to get to your objective of of, of um coming out of that bondage of that particular sin or or getting healing with that particular yeah, yeah yeah and we talked we talked last week about like when you get diverted off that path through the ground and get yeah. put on the enemy's territory the enemy's ground and he gets you there is that sort of what you're talking about correct yeah that is yeah. correct yes huge yeah so that that situation or that ground could also involve a relationship that you're in, in and, and a, re a relationship that's going through a difficult time or under attack of the enemy, yep. or it's having 
person, personal problems within it that you guys are going to have to work through. So that is a ground and you need a specific plan of operation to go through and deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it could also mean an Isaiah 61 campaign or a Matthew 28 campaign. So it's not just a situation of, okay, we're going to go out and deal with this person. Well, let, let, let's understand what we are facing, mm. and that's the ground. What What is it that I'm going into? Yeah, what what, this, what's the situation? What, what what kind of ground am I, am I going into? What is the situation? Because the situation will determine the path that I take. Yeah. So the plan I make depends on the situation I'm facing. Mm. And that is why it's pretty important to know what ground you, you, you're going into. Um, it's like, can I, can yeah, I say, yeah. it's, it's so often as as Christians and even as human beings that we just sort of stumble along and we just sort of just stumble into things, stumble into a prayer meeting, we stumble into a, a situation, like you say, and just sort of go with it and just see how it goes. But you really need to get that outlay, don't you? You need to get that survey of the ground to properly establish yourself in that situation. Well, this is something I wanted to just bring up as well. And it's a good, it's, it, you brought up a very good point because... Every day we wake up and we've got, we, we face life. The to-do list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your, your to-do list or you got to go to work, you got to go and make money to feed your family. You've got, and, and all the, all, you got to go into the system of the world and it just becomes a mundane thing. And so to have, to, to, to have this conscious thought of, I must have a plan. I must have, it, yeah. it, it could wear you down. Well, it's like everything else in our lives. Yeah. We just get this to do this. We just go at it mundane, like you say. And because of that, it sort of can bleed over into areas where we should be getting this ground. Like, you know, yeah. like we should be really being thoughtful and present in how we go about coming into a situation. We just go through our regular habits, which is... And this this is something we'll tackle in the next chapter where we deal with recruitment and training. Ah, of course. But just a little bit of a insight into that is that we we as Christians need to train and that goes back to the first uh, statement of Sun Tzu if you know yourself no and, and my adding to that statement if you know yourself know God and you know your enemy you will not need to fear the outcome of that battle or any battle mm-hmm. and so we need to train ourselves to such a position that we when we're going about our daily life we we, we, we can respond instantly to the ambush attack and we and we can then resist the devil for uh, and and not allow him to take us off our path, our our, our, our general path of life, mm. onto his path, and 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 become entangled um, in his in his timetable and his in and his and, his and his ambush and his schemes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we need to be aware of that all the time. Um, on the other hand. This path is a deliberate outlay of your actions and what you are going to do into a specific situation. Yeah. For example, I don't I don't walk around every day and I have I have a path. <laughs> I have this path. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I know what God wants me to do, and I and and it's in the back of my mind. It's in my subconscious. It's this ministry manifesto that I'm getting you guys to write. Yeah, write which, about which we should even speak on yeah. this at some stage. So it's out there all the time. This is my call. This is what I do. This is, and why, this is I'm why I'm here. Yeah, this is why I'm training myself and, and getting myself trained. Yep. 
However, when, when I go into an Isaiah 61 situation or a, a Matthew 28 situation, whether it is a defensive one where it's suddenly thrust upon me, yep. or whether it is an offensive one where I deliberately set out and say, right, I'm going to go and touch this person for Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and disciple them, yep. that's when I make my, my, my path. That's when I make a deliberate plan, I assess the ground, I make a deliberate plan and, and, and go out and do it. Yeah. But... In my ordinary life, I try to keep on the path of righteousness. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible how, how much the Bible has to say about the different types of paths that you're walking through. Um, I, I actually love Psalm 23. Of course. I'd love our listeners to go and read Psalm 23 and try and interpret Psalm 23 according to the, 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 the factors that we're giving them now. Yeah, yeah. Heaven, earth. Uh, moral law, and then eventually the commander and uh, method and discipline. But mm-hmm. verse 3, it says, He guides me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. You know, mm. These are the paths that God has for me. Psalm 17, verse 5, My steps have held to your paths. My feet have not slipped. It's, it's, it's all over. Proverbs is full of them. Proverbs 2.13, Who leaves the straight paths and walks in dark ways. Mm. Um, it leaves a straight path. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are paths of righteousness. And, and, and my leader guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. My leader, my commander guides me through the valley of the shadow of death. What does that tell you about? Yeah, yeah. That's your ground. That's, yeah, you're taking that path. I'm going, I'm going through a battle scenario. I'm going through a battle situation. And he will guide me on a path of righteousness. He will give me the plan. He will give me the operational procedures on what I need to do as I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And I need not fear any evil because he is there with his rod and his staff. And the funny thing is, he will prepare a table for me in this valley in the presence of my enemy. So I've got sustenance there. Yeah, yeah, so you can rest, which we yeah. talked about a bit last week too. So I, I enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. We all have a good table time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jeremiah talks about paths as well. I mean, Jeremiah 6.16, it says, This is what the Lord says, Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths, ask where the good way is, and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. Ah, it's awesome. Yeah. We all need rest for our souls. (laughs) But but this is what he says in verse 18, uh, chapter 15. He says, yet my people have forgotten me. Now listen to this. This is incredible. And this this, this goes to sort of the, the ambush attack. Where and, 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 and the spiritual warfare where we're dealing with issues within our own life. Yeah. It says, Yet my people have forgotten me. They burn incense to worthless idols, which make me which which make them stumble in their way and in the ancient paths. They make me walk into bypaths and on roads not built up. That is the strategy of the enemy. Yeah. He wants to get you off that path. Off this path. Yeah. And you've got to hold on to this path because, you know, you've got to, you, you've got to hold on to this path mm. because your flesh within you, and if you've got a couple of idols here and there hidden yeah. away, stashed, are going to lead you off the path, off the ancient path that's, that's there for you yeah. to walk on in the ground. I guess that makes sense as well. Like the more you get rid of those idols, you know, crucify your flesh daily before the Lord the more likely that that path is going to be a lot clearer for you. You're not going to have all these divergent ones, or at least not as many. Yeah. yeah. Um, just Could you speak for a moment on just a personal thing, like how you go about, you know, outlaying this path? Like in any situation, you know, say you're called into a situation that's pretty heavy, pretty hard going, how do you discern with the Lord where this path is? 
I know that's kind of a general thing, but have you got an answer to that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if if I had a specific situation, all right, well, let's let's make one up. Okay, so say you're called in, say a a man and his wife are having trouble with their marriage, and they call you in, and you get there and you speak to them. And it's obvious that they're just not communicating very well and it's kind of a bit spiritually heavy in this place. Maybe the man is, you know, got some pornography idols that maybe he goes on the internet when his wife's not looking and that you're aware of. Um, how do you go into that situation and deal with it? <laughs> I sprung this on you like last with, week. <laughs> with fear and trepidation. <laughs> yeah, see, tables are that, turned. That, that, that is a, that is a, common, <clears throat> a common situation. You, you often find that. Um, yeah. You often find hidden sins within marriages that are that are leading to the uh, sort of a, a leading off a good path of a happy marriage mm. because they're not following the principles of a marriage. Mm. Um, and I went through marriage counseling with this guy, which was <laughs> very interesting. It was a bit different to what I expected. Um, it... it Generally, what I would do, if, if if I go into a marriage environment, I would I would just let the two the two of them talk to me straight off the bat, and mm -hmm. then I would go away and I would tell them, okay, I, I would give them some initial things on what to do and what not to do, yep. and 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 my initial reaction would be get them off the brink of this fight. This fight is getting them down a path, and 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 my initial thing at that first meeting is just to get them to stop walking down this path. Yeah, I don't even want them to walk back up the path. I just need to stop them walking down this path, and I go away for a week just to meditate with the Lord. I leave the problem in the back of my head. I ask the Lord to download to me, mm -hmm. and eventually. But just speak to that, just like yeah. just real quickly, because I think a lot of people really struggle to hear that that discernment, that voice from God. Like, how do you then, you know, like you just sort of put places it in your heart and you get a feeling about what they're going to be doing or you get spiritually aware of something in their lives? Okay, or? this goes back to the five, the big five principles we teach you as a church in terms of being an effective disciple, and that yep. is intimacy with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, um, for me, I've taught a lot of you young guys in terms of the principles of a good marriage. So I know I know there are principles and there are laws in operation yeah. that if you follow these laws and principles, you will have a specific type of outcome. Mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to find out is I'm trying to find out within that couple what is going on. Yeah, okay. And so in my natural thinking, I've got this right. knowledge. Which I guess is sort of something going back to the first week we did, which is your tactics. You yeah. just have such a good knowledge Yep. of the word and knowledge of the marriage word, like you just got yes. it in part of you, which is yeah. And then, and then what happens is the Lord speaks to me uh, through impressions, through ideas, through thoughts, or, or, or just it just starts locking into place within my mind as, as it's just sitting there. And at my next meeting, I will either determine to go and just meet with a man, or if I have to meet with a woman, I'll bring my wife along, of course. and there the, the, the three of us will have a meeting in terms of what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, and, 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 and then we will start going into the issues that deal with it. Now, my first thing in terms of dealing with this ground mm -hmm. is to get these people off this path and back onto the path. Yep. Once they're on that one number one path, effectively what more often than not has to happen is the individual has to get relationship right with God first. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. all right? Because because in marriage, there's only there's only two problems, all right? Yeah. You are the problem, and your relationship with your wife is the problem. Yeah. So That's... I deal with you, and I get you right with God. Yeah. Now if that gets straightened out, it's going to straighten out your your relationship with your spouse. Yeah, yeah. So that's generally how I would go into that kind of a situation. And, and then when we're dealing with you and your problems, we, we normally... Me specifically? Always. <laughs> <laughs> you mean a general you or me? General you. We're going to share. <laughs> general you. General you. Jeez, it's going to be embarrassing for me. <laughs> um, we, 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 we then go in and deal with uh, damage, hurt, wounds... Sin, hidden sin, yep. wounds that have caused a hidden sin, strongholds, and we get the we, we get all those. And these there. are all things that have taken you off this path, yeah. this ground. Um, while we're talking about that, <clears throat> this might this might give you an uh, an assessment of 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 how I look at uh, ground. Mm-hmm. If I'm looking at ground now, remember ground is a situation. Yes, there are three groups that you will encounter on the ground. And they will never change. So in any situation, you will find these three groups. What are the three groups? One is God. One are angels. The other are angels. And the other are human beings. Now... That was four. Three. Oh, oh sorry. Where did you get four? <laughs> I thought you said the other are angels. And then there are angels again. And that was two. No, no, no. I corrected myself. Oh, I'm, my bad. Grammatically, I Sorry, podcast myself. listeners. I thought I had one up on him. It just didn't go down that way. <laughs> So anyway, the three. Yeah, the three. Now, what you've got to do is, uh, as, as, as you develop your plan, as you develop your plan of action of going into this ground to deal with these situations, is you've got to try and make the situation as objective as possible. Mm. All right? So you've got to try and get in there and make the situation impartial, without emotions, neutral, as, as much as possible. Yes. So that you can go in and deal with the core issues. Um. The problem is you've got to, in, in, in this ground, you've got to try and determine where is the objectivity and where is the subjectivity. Because if you're dealing with people, like, for example, the illustration you gave to me of a marriage, once a marriage, well, not once a marriage, but more often than not, when a marriage gets to me, yeah, it's like on the cliff of the Yeah, they're in bad shape. And it's so subjective and, and it's so far gone, people's perspectives are skewered, mm-hmm. uh, biased, slanted, slanted. They, you know, they just, they just, they're hurting. hurting they're, not, yeah. they're not thinking straight. They're just striking out at each other. And what you've got to do is you've got to get into a situation where you're trying to make everything as objective as possible. Mm-hmm. So as I go into this ground, I, 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 there are three groups. There's God, there is the angels, and, and, and there is humanity. And, and I've got to try and keep this objective so that I can I can bring healing there now I guess that goes you know like yeah. if you were friends with the person and then you know the male and he starts talking to you about his broken heart and you get really caught up in that emotionally with him like it's really hard to then survey that ground like the proper path through that for them because you'd be sort of skewed with the same sort of yeah. idols and stuff that he's not repenting of and that sort mm. of thing yeah, yeah that's huge Dave well also also what you got to do is is um you know what? What I do is, is, is and, and I've trained myself in this. Is on this ground where I encounter God. Um, God is not subjective; He's objective. So, so anything, anything in your situation, God will, 
respond the same in your situation as he responded the same in biblical times. Because mm -hmm. God does not change. He does not change. You know, so essentially, uh, you can you can determine how God is going to respond in a specific situation. Mm. So, so the wife will come to me and she will say, you need to change my husband's behavior. You need to do this. You need to do that. The problem is, is the husband has free will. He has choice. Yes. Now, she's coming to me and saying, I must do it or God must do it. God's not going to do that. Because gives them God has given will. free will. God's given free choice. Christ died to set you free. Mm. Yeah. So you, you begin to, if you get to know God, you will know how he's going to respond in the situation. And then you can go to him and ask him for specific things in the ground to help you with. And mm. you will get your prayers answered. Yeah. But if you're asking him for things that are outside the parameters of what he's going to help you with, he's going to say no. Mm. And so you can you can understand that and say right God is objective. The second one is the angelic hosts. Now God's angels. Now here you can make this also pretty objective as well because God there are only a certain amount of things that God's angels are going to do for you. Mm. You know, so you you can you you can go into a situation and say Lord I want to command legions of angels to do what? All right. The Bible tells us the angels are there to sustain you. Matthew four eleven. To preserve you, you know, uh, Exodus 23, 20, to deliver you, Isaiah 63, 9, to intercede for you, Revelation 8, 3 to 4, and when you die, to take you to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the satanic angels are there specifically to steal, kill, and destroy. So yeah. whenever you encounter a, de a, a demonic force, the motive of that demonic force is the same. Yeah. It will not change. It's there to steal, kill, and destroy. Wow. So you can you can interpret that and understand that because it says, it says biblical. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dave was doing these big hand gestures just then. <laughs> I was going to point out like they can't see the big. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, I think I'm in a pulpit. At yeah, the moment, it's hard you know? to go from pulpit <laughs> to the little desk and office. The problem the problem is humanity is the subjective issue here. Humanity is the subjective issue um, because you're dealing with people. I mean, you can you can have an ungodly person. When I say an ungodly person, I mean someone that's not saved who will do good things. Yeah. And you will have a, a, a saved person who will do evil things, mm -hmm. ungodly things. And you have every every single shade in between. Yeah, subjective, I see. You know, and then you mix you mix this up with religious spirits with spirits of deception with uh, with sexual spirits with all kinds of different other spirits and and, and you you're in a world of subjectivity mm, yep cool um i just want to say just real quickly to people here this is a thought i had when we i knew we were going to be discussing the path this is a thought i had through the week just because you've discerned the path of righteousness does not make it an easy path necessarily for you to take so, you know, we have friends who have gone to Sydney, Steve and Charles, and for you guys who don't know how far away that is from us, it's about a 12-hour drive, and they've got no friends there, and, you know, he's working a lot through the week. They're feeling like, you know, you know, Charles might feel lonely through the week when he's not there, and they're both, you know, they're both kind of struggling as far as friendships goes and relationships, but, you know, the thing is that they still know that they are there. They still know they're on the right path, despite, you know, that feeling that comes in. And I think the same thing can be said 
for that marriage, you know. You know, just because you go in there with the complete right path of righteousness to take and you just, you know, that's probably harder even, like slamming that guy if that's what you need to do. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> going in there and saying a hard word, like how easy would it be to... So just because you know the path does not make it a yeah. great, wonder, fuzzy feeling for you to take it. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there are times when you have to speak hard words to people as a pastor, it's it's as difficult. It is. Um, well, actually, I'm just talking about watching you do it, or I've heard you <laughs> doing it, not from experience. <laughs> I'm trying to steer clear of it, that it, one. It, it, it is not. It, it's not good. But but you know, to keep people on the good on, on this good path, on the path of righteousness, on the ancient paths of the Lord. Um, you know, there are times when you'll you'll have to go in as 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 a as a leader and actually say, hey. You know, you are on the wrong path. If mm. you carry on going down this path, what you sow, you will reap. You will pay for every action. Yeah. You will pay for every decision you make. You are going to pay for that. And there are decisions and actions you can take that are profitable and will bless you, but there are others that are not. And so we need to train ourselves and understand, know yourself, know your enemy, and you will not that sort of goes the back, battle. That goes back to the objective stance as well. But how does that feel like... Can you just express how that feels when you go into that sort of situation? What? And you and like, do you have a really good knowledge? Okay, I'm walking this path, so you're set and you're confident in Christ in you that you've set this path before. He set this path before you, walking it. It still must be hard. It is hard. Yeah, it is very hard. But if 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 you know your commander and you know the moral law and mm. you know that you've got enough juice in your tank, method and discipline, yep. which we'll discuss in in two podcast time. And you go for it. There are often scriptures in the Bible that talk about setting your face like steel and going for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, as long as you know moral laws on your side and you you under the anointing of the Holy Spirit to do the job, Isaiah 61, Matthew 28, and you go forward and do it, well, it, there are times when it will be difficult. Yeah, but you still know. You still know that you're on that path. Absolutely. Yeah, that's important. Cool, guys. Well, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks very much for listening to this podcast. We'd like to encourage you once again to lead us feedback in the iTunes store or head over to www.life-house.net and ask us questions and stuff. What we actually have been thinking of doing at the end of this series is just doing a few frequently asked questions and just addressing some issues. People might have some questions for David. So if you have any of those, we'd really love to hear from you. Um, Yeah, thanks again and have a blessed week. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. God bless. See you later.